You're listening to a Big Finish production. Bada boom. This is the Big Finish podcast, let loose from the dimensions of sound and imagination on the 27th of May in the year 1820 or the other way around. There you are. Come on in. We're waiting for you. I'm Benji Clifford and he is Nick Briggs. Simple as that. And we and all our chums at Big Finish are the proud purveyors of the sort of audio drama and audiobooks that will probably really tingle your brain molecules. If you're a regular listener, you're probably considering fast-forwarding through this. But <laughs> no, don't go, uh, as we introduce everything so that uh, newcomers don't feel all at sea. I don't know, that was a Viking horn. I got that wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Be- that's it, that's a pop horn. All at sea. <laughs> Bear with us. Uh, we'll try to make it brief and interesting. Interesting. How do you make things interesting? Well, you make things interesting <laughs> by speaking in an interesting yes, voice. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, quite. But quite. Get on with it. Oh, yes. Mm. So, uh, coming up in a moment, we uh, give you a rundown. Uh, Notes, stick to our normal A rundown of the latest releases, packed yes, with rundown. shining reviews and thrilling clips. That's right. Whoop, whoop. Then it's the Big Finish news, listeners' emails, and there'll be some competitions in there. Uh, a guest star interview with actor Jacob Dudman, a young rising star who's narrating the 10th and 11th Doctor Chronicles for us. The Randomoid Selectatron, in which we randomly select a production from our vast archive to randomly chat about. And then, finally... Have a lie down. No, uh, a 15-minute <laughs> drama tease. This week, it's Jago and Lightfoot Forever. That means that the podcast never ends. It just keeps going. Right. Literally forever. goes on forever. <laughs> but yes, it is those two plucky, ever popular characters from the Doctor Who story, The Talons of Weng Chiang. And they're back for a last, rather moving hurrah. <sighs> Time now for the latest releases. Here's a lovely review of Torchwood, The Last Beacon, from Tony Filer uh, of Mass Movement. Why am I not the one in charge? If whoever's behind the transmission has had dealings with us before, they might recognise us. The Last Beacon is a story that knows it has to deliver an alien mystery, and does, but in which the story is rather subservient to the pleasure of the character-based laughter it rips out of you, and the ultimately slightly sentimental f- smile it leaves on your lips. I couldn't say smile, I don't know why, I must be too cynical. Sm- I mean, for smile. David Lloyd as Yanto is the perennial new boy wanting to make good, the optimist, the believer in people, while Bern Gorman's Owen is a glorious scorched earth misery guts. I can't speak today. Sorry about that problem. It's a bit of a problem for a podcast. And a fish very definitely out of his comfortable water in this story. I think Tony Filer's got a novel in him, don't you? Um, the combination of the two makes for a Torchwood story not only more accessible to occasional viewers and listeners than many, but also for a buddy movie that recommends itself for a re-listen for the simple pleasure of the relationship. Grab the last beacon and have a romp in the valleys with two of Torchwood's finest. Oh, look, here's a clip. Wow. Why aren't you in charge all the time? God... He's on fire! Paul Simpson of Sci-Fi Bulletin gives us a lovely review of Jago and Lightfoot Forever. 
taste that London air. Yes, Henry, I hope you're right. I really do hope you're right. Although... Although? Although what? Don't you see it, Henry? See what? Up there. Above us. In the night sky. Up there? What I didn't expect was how well this story works as an introduction to Jago and Lightfoot for those who don't know their adventures. Sure, it's a capstone in some ways, but it's also a delightful wetting of the appetite. How do the various people from other parts of Doctor Who's long history fit in? How did they get out of the assorted scrapes that we hear about? I won't be at all surprised if there's an interest in the back catalogue as a result of this release. Verdict, Jago and Lightfoot forever? <laughs> of course, not to be missed, 10 out of 10. We'll bump into ourselves round the corner. Only you'll have an eye patch and I'll be a redhead with a beard and a squint. Well, it's a possibility. Oh, I just wanted to get back to a world where my friends actually know me. But and don't forget, Jago and Lightfoot Forever is our 15-minute drama tease at the end of this very, very, very podcast. Uh, let's have a look at what they're saying at the Blog to Who website, a website that celebrates its 10th anniversary, I think, this month. Yeah, you see happy, on yeah. happy anniversary, Blog to Who. Oh, Absolutely yeah. awesome well website. Done. I remember that back in the days when it first started. Oh, I can't believe times. it's 10 years. Hmm, well, I mean, Cameron McEwen started it, didn't he? Good old Cam. He did, yeah. Um, anyway, here's what they had to say on the Fourth Doctor uh, Series 7 second box set the sound of death the sound of trouble that's for sure hello haven't seen those two before what the hell is that i don't know I... it is coming after us i just suggest we keep on running they're saying the following the fourth doctor adventures return in this new dual volume box set format with so many wonderful different ranges now available from big finish productions it seems a prudent choice to compile tom baker's fourth doctor series into a handful of weightier releases it makes each release feel like an event and it's perfect for binge listening uh, the new format is a winner. There's something after me! I don't know what it is! It's great to have four Tom Baker stories to listen to in a row. The Shadow of London kicks off this set beautifully with a mystery and Sutex return and reunion with the fourth Doctor in the two final stories is excellent. There are some wonderful vocal performances throughout and it manages to feel like it came right out of a previously undiscovered Tom Baker series from the 70s. Oh, That's a compliment that is. Oh, hello! Are you shop security? And there you have it. Great releases and great reviews. And there'll be more the same time next week. So, time now for us to put on our dicky bells and generally uh, smarten up. <laughs> yes, yes, that's quite right, old Bean, quite right. Uh, it's, it's time for the ruddy news. And coming up in the news this week, Star Cops. A studio featurette. Uh, the big finish. <laughs> yes. Would you like a featurette? I've, I've got one here. Mm. It's just, they're rather tasty. Fondant featurette. Mm. Mm. Very <laughs> nice. Very nice. Very, very. I've lost your picture. Where are you? Oh, Me? You are. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I haven't <laughs> gone into thin air. I am here. Harry Sullivan <laughs> is an imbecile. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, uh, was it start? Yes, uh, the Big Finish original drama Shilling and Sixpence, and the Fifth Doctor companion Turlo returns for Doctor Who short trips. Trap for fools. Dan, dan, dan. <laughs> Uh, so first up, Star Cops, that much-loved short-lived BBC science fiction series from the 80s, has been lovingly regenerated by a great team here at Big Finish. Here's a little featurette to tell you all about it. And it's out very, very soon. Hello, my name is David Richardson. I'm the producer of this audio revival of Star Cops. I'm David Calder and I play Commander Nathan Spring. Hi, I'm Linda Newton and I play Inspector Pal Kenzie. My name is Trevor Cooper and I'm playing Colin Davis. Everybody comfortable? At mics at right height for everyone? Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. cool. So, we'll just let um, Toby set up. Are you all ready to roll? Let's have a read and see how it goes. Uh, it was a fascinating um, series at the time because it was really quite, I, I think it's really quite forward looking, you know. And, uh, and of course, none of the technology that you have today for science fiction was around at all. So it was kind of inventive. You had to be inventive to get around the problems of it. Um, and uh, then, of course, it disappeared. And I hadn't really thought too much about it since then. So coming back to it this way is, is it's very refreshing. And the stories hold up. My name is Nathan Spring. Moving forward on me. I'm the commander of the International Space Police Force. Wind back 31 years and uh, I was working at the BBC, the television centre. Um, and I worked in various departments there. Actually, I worked in costume initially and then makeup and then... Uh, design and cameras and lighting um, all in an, an admin capacity and, a, and then in a management capacity and um, it was during my time there that um, this uh, this new production came on the board that was uh, was underway called Star Cops which I was really intrigued by so I'd get to see sort of the concept art being done um, the scripts came in I read the scripts before before it went into studio um, and then when it came into studio, I sort of hung around and watched it being done. My strongest memories of doing the TV show are that it was enormous fun, that the cast were lovely to work with, very welcoming, very warm. I had flown in from Australia. Inspector Pal Kenzie. G'day. Oh, I could kiss you, Kenzie. No change there, then. Chief Superintendent. When discussion started at Big Finish about reviving Star Cops, uh, I just had to do it I mean I just put through my hat into the ring and said I wanted to be there because it's it was for me it was coming full circle it was uh, something I'd loved seeing in production it was something that I'd loved watching on telly um, and there was so much more that could be done with it well I was thrilled I mean um, uh, I didn't feel the other day and someone asked the question did you feel it was unfinished business in a way that you set up this character and suddenly, after one series, it was gone. And there is a, a feeling of that. And I know that it's amongst sort of sci-fi fans and Big Finish fans, a lot of people have been asking. Yes, Star Cops there, as we say, out so soon, so soon you won't believe it. Believe it, though believe it. Anyway, Shilling and Sixpence investigates a great new Big Finish original drama with a top-notch cast and thrilling, mysterious storylines will be out in July. Yeah, not far off, really. Uh, this week, we'll be revealing the stunning artwork 
that will go with it. I know that doesn't particularly work well on an audio podcast. <laughs> so let's just use this as I'm showing you the art now. Look, look. Oh, it's a lovely greeny ooh. brown there, isn't I've it? Oh, lovely. It's, oh. it's lovely. Love the yeah. rendering. Anyway, let's just use this as an excuse to tantalise you about the series itself. On July the 23rd, 1939, as Europe teetered on the brink of war, voices raised in indignation and anger drowned out those lowered in reason. Out of your darkest dreams they come Terrible creatures that swallow the night You've got a story to tell, haven't you? As a matter of fact, I do. By day, its voice is low and light But in the silent dead of night My finger, shush, no! Sorry, dear, couldn't help myself. And finally on the news, Doctor Who Short Trips Trap for Fools is performed by actor Mark Strickson, who played the fifth Doctor, Peter Davison's wayward companion, Turlow, back in the 80s. And in this story by Stephen Fuel, Turlow looks into a practical way of changing the future. Doctor Who Short Trips Trap for Fools If he was to survive, Turlow would have to think fast. In all their travels across the universe, monstrous foes and fatal encounters, few were as subtly dangerous as his current predicament. After all, he was new. As the voice echoed across the room, he did everything he could to locate its target and commit that person to memory. Yes, sir, came the reply from the boy sat beside him. Neil was freckled and pale with a fringe that shaded watery eyes. As Turlow quickly filed him under no threat, lanky hamster somehow got caught in there too. Magasan, sir! Shiny forehead was also sat on the same row of desks, and met his appraising glance with the flash of a challenging stare. File under threat, thought Turlow. Richards! Sire! He could hear fat smirker shift awkwardly at a desk behind him and Turlow joined in as his colleagues turned to stare. Richards was pretending to open his books, busily oblivious. It's always the class clown. Sir will do, Mr Richards. We are not Plantagenet knights. The sarcasm was embraced with a swell of sycophantic laughter. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Roderick. Sir. Tricky one. A fast, enthusiastic reply from the periphery of the room. Turlow labelled him rugger lad for now and had to move on. At least he was not the only redhead. That was helpful. Any uniqueness here would be seized upon and used against you. He knew from experience not to look too good or talk too wise. Williams! Williams! Silence. No reply. Turlo wondered if he should use this opportunity to explain that his name had been skipped. But as the silence dragged on, he lost that impetus. Big finish. We love stories. Just a couple... By the way, Stephen Fuel, he's, he played um, um, Jason Thingamy in... Um, Jason... No, Kane? In... in <laughs> so you're looking at me like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. In Bernice Summerfield, anyway. He's oh. an actor as well as... A writer. Anyway, just a quick reminder that you can get 50% off of our Pathfinder Legends series. So do have a look at that. 
It's, it's a bit of an exciting promotion. If you've if you've never tried the Pathfinder series, it's really rather worth a go. My name's John Ainsworth, and I'm the producer of Pathfinder Legends. I've produced uh, and directed all of the Pathfinder uh, episodes so far. Pathfinder Legends is based on a, a role-playing game, which is sort of related to Dungeons & Dragons, which is perhaps the more the famous one, although the older one. And uh, Big Finish have a license with the company that owns Pathfinder, who are called Paizo, and the agreement was that we would produce... Uh, ad adventure audio dramas based on the game. We were betrayed. We don't know that. Yes, we do. By who? I don't know. But when I find them, I will gut their filthy carcasses. You shall die for this old man! Probably. But remember this. We took your sister first. Murderer! Hask, what's going on? This weather, it's... It ain't natural. Nothing about this is natural. What is under attack? A flying pyramid, the five-pointed sun, firing beams of darkness. They demand we sacrifice you to them. The place looks deserted. This is the Morning Sun District, home to what is finest. Mm, what homes they are. Look more like palaces to me. Big, empty palaces. You'll find things liven up in the heart of town, Valoros. Watch. Listen. The cards speak to all those who deign to hear their words. The Crows. The loss of a loved one in the recent past. Kyra is not here. But that letter, you seem so sure. I was sure. But meet me at the Three Rings Inn, she said. We've been here six nights now, and she's still not shown her face. I've walked the streets every day trying to find out something, anything that might lead us to her. But not a word. Nothing. The empty throne. A loss that brings good fortune. But to whom? The king is dead. Long live the queen. There will be justice. Yeah, so grab nice, that yeah. grab that D20, give it a roll, see what you get. If it's a critical roll, then, you know, buy yourself uh, Pathfinder Legends. Go for it. Oh, you you were speaking the lingo there. Speaking, you? speaking the old dice lingo, isn't it, mate? You know what I'm saying? <sighs> I'm saying, ain't just a pretty face. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a nerd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for the news. Yeah, that is it for the news. Thank you, news, always delivering the goods. And without further ado, I'm packing you in a rocket. I'm throwing a ham sandwich at you. I'm gonna get me old Ooh. matches out <laughs> like that. You know, I'm lighting the fuse and. <laughs> It's off. There's the news. It's gone. Maybe it'll be back. Maybe it'll just, you know, stay on the or stay on the moon. Maybe it'll go further to to Asda. Who knows? What? Uh, coming up soon, our guest star interview with the astoundingly talented Jacob Dudnam. Dub if you haven't heard Jake's brilliant performance as the Tenth Doctor and just about everyone else in the Tenth Doctor Chronicles, then just get on with it now. Uh, Jake will also be entertaining us with his Eleventh Doctor voice in the Eleventh Doctor Chronicles, funnily enough, in the not too distant future. But anyway, that's after this. Listeners, emails, including competitions. I don't know why I did it in that voice. 
That's right, it's my favourite time of the day. It's the email time of the day, the time that makes me wake up in the morning. I wake up and I think, ooh, an email, love it, love it, love it. And if you want to email, because you do, uh, you can send us uh, an email to podcast at bigfinish.com. That old chestnut again, podcast at bigfinish.com. That's C-O-M. Yes, that's right. Mm. Uh, And first up, this is one here from Robert H. Gerlach. Four queries. Nick, you are a genius. Two exclamation marks, like a, a, f- a full stop as well. Um, <laughs> I was a fan of you ever since you did the real-time Doctor Who's in turn news in the 1980s. Uh, as you and your crew have consistently... What, that what does that mean? What does that mean? What The what? real-time Doctor Who intern news. What's that mean? Well, who knows, quite frankly. Does he mean interviews? Maybe interviews. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was dictated and 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 the uh I think he said interviews and the you know what I mean and the dictation Yeah I think it has to be interviewed. Uh, inter- no 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 you did the, you did the, the news for the interns didn't you <laughs> Right here's the news you're not getting paid <laughs> Goodbye um so uh, I'll continue anyway uh, as yes. you and your crew have consistently belted out the goods for almost 20 years I have a question If you were offered the chance to be the new showrunner after Chris Chibnall leaves, would you take it? With your history of quality storytelling, you would be a shoo-in. There you go. Uh, He said I should be a shoo-in. You should be a shoo-in. Yeah. Well, I don't know what that means. Um, Shoo in the door. Do I have to answer that now? You can answer it. We might as well. There's four queries. It makes sense to go one at a time. Well, I mean... Uh, people say these things quite often what you've got to remember is that to run a TV series like Doctor Who you have to be a massively uh, experienced TV producer and I am not but I'm really flattered when people say that it's lovely that they you know it's lovely when people like what you do and say oh you should do that but also it's I feel it's sort of immensely tactless you know talking about Chris Chibnall leaving because he's just started and I know him and I really like him. He lives near me. He's a really, really nice guy. Uh, Matt Strevens as well. I, you know, I've met a number of times at the co-exec. Really lovely guys. Uh, yeah, it's going to be very exciting. So, yeah, I just... That's, th- th- this question sort of keeps coming up. So I just thought... Um, it's a good way to put it to bed. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, folks, it's really flattering. But, you know, as anyone who... You know, there are some people who commentate on these issues and they say, Nick Briggs, don't be ridiculous. And they're absolutely right. I mean... Th- don't get me wrong if in some mad alternative universe someone offered me the job how could i ever refuse it but of course yeah it's 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 you know that that's the main thing it's never going to happen and that's not me being defeatist it's just you know it's like it's like my job was working as a plumber and you said what how would you like to be prime minister you think well you know it's probably what i'm just busy doing the plumbing though you know (laughs) and that's how i feel a little bit about this anyway carry on Thanks, Robert. Carrying on here with the email, uh, I just completed listening to Jacob Dudman's fantastic version of David Tennant in the Tenth Doctor Chronicles, and I'm certain that he would do an excellent job as Matt Smith in the Eleventh Doctor Chronicles. I already checked him out on YouTube. Yeah, brilliant. He is brilliant. He's a great guy. so he goes on here to say, um, would I correctly assume that David will return as well as Matt Smith, brackets, and Peter Capaldi, uh, and will eventually join the Big Finish family in their respective audio dramas? Mm. Well, it's, would you? But would you be correct in assuming that? Well, 
Well, David, I'm sure, will return at some point. Um, we don't know about Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi. Um, they've been approached, but uh, there's been no success on that front. Um, I know Matt said to me personally on a number of occasions that he is something he'd want to do. And I think his agent has indicated that it's something that, you know, they, they've not said no. Peter Capaldi has been very public in saying that he doesn't want to do a big finish at the moment. Um, so that that's not a definite no. And um, and Christopher Eccleston, yes, he's mentioning here. Have you moved on to that bit? You haven't. Have I'm you? just about to do that bit now. I'll yes. say, uh, also, yeah, uh, as Christopher Eccleston is actually attending his first Doctor Who convention this wow. year, would you? Where's that? Do you know? I don't know, um, but I know it is happening. Uh, I can. I'll do it on Google now because he's done a Comic Con, hasn't he? Mm. Um, mm. Um, you know, who would have? Who would have thought that that would happen? Um, uh, well, I would, because well, I know how would. time changes people, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, absolutely, time is a changer. Uh, <laughs> it's a change of time, you know? It's changing time. Yeah, um, it just says about his, um, I can only find the thing that says about his Comic-Con. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, he, yeah, he is doing one. Um uh, have you ever considered? Uh, would you consider rather uh, reapproaching him again to see if he might now want to reconsider his decision on joining the Big Finish family? You already have uh, Tom, Janet Fielding, and Matthew Waterhouse, and many thought that this would never happen. If Christopher is still a no-go, how about finding a soundalike actor for the Ninth Doctor Chronicles slash Adventures? Well, of course, I already did uh, a Chris Eccleston, um, the Ninth Doctor Chronicles. Um, and I think that uh, Jake does a great Christopher Eccleston voice, much better than mine, which was just a vague stab in the general direction. But I'd done it several times for BBC Audio, so we thought it would be a good idea for me to do it. But uh, um, but uh, yeah, of course, we'll, we'll, we'll ask Chris again. Um, you know, he, he's he's not said no, never, ever, ever, ever. He's just sort of said, I'll pass on it for now, which is a good position for us to be in. Obviously, the better position for Matt and Peter and Chris would be for them all to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would make things uh, much better for us and our listeners. But, you know, you've just got to respect people's uh, where people are on these issues and what they do and don't want to do in their lives. Um, so, yeah, of course, we'll keep asking them all. I can guarantee you that. And finally, uh, we have the last uh, question here. Uh, I enjoyed David Bradley's version of William Hartnell for the first Doctor Adventures. Tim Trelaw is all right as John Pertwee's <laughs> third Doctor, it says here. Um, well, I, mean, I think it's the way you're stressing the word all right. Yeah. <laughs> he's all right. He's all right. You know, he's, he's okay. He's all right as John Pertwee's third Doctor. No, uh, I, th I think he's great. Um, I was wondering if Big Finish would now reconsider using Christopher Thompson uh, as um, Patrick Troughton for a potential second Doctor adventures. I know Fraser Hines has done the second Doctor and I love the actor. Uh, however, Patrick is my first Doctor and I would really like to hear him come alive to us. Any answers would be appreciated. Uh, sincerely yours, Robert H. Gerlach. And he gives us his pronunciation guide there. Pronounced Gerlach. Yes. Gerlach. Thank you, Robert. Um, I wouldn't rule out the the uh, Christopher Thompson thing. Uh, Chris does a fantastic Patrick Charlton. 
and you know he was kind enough to allow me to give him a tiny bit of advice about it when he sent clips to me but you know Fraser Hines is doing the Patrick Troughton stuff for us at the moment and I know he really really loves to do it but no I would never we work with uh, Chris on a project that hasn't been announced yet not not with him playing Patrick Troughton's doctor uh, but with doing some other stuff for us which is great uh, so I'd never rule it out I, do, I just don't know what the future holds with regard to this there are no immediate plans to do it but that does not mean we would never do it How's that for an answer? I think that's a very good answer to me. How'd you rate that answer, eh? I think seven, I, seven out of ten. I give it a good seven out of ten. Eight out of ten is they're they're clear, concise, oh, no, and no. very nice. You know, the only that's the only way you would have gained extra points is if um is if you gave him a fromage fray. Um, <laughs> well, I'll see what I can manage next time. Uh, here's one from Nissa McKinnon of truck good name hello nick and benji i hope this finds you having a great victoria day weekend well it is victoria day weekend in canada we don't know what that means do we no uh, queen victoria were, victoria sponge uh, victoria train proper, station <laughs> a celebration must, of victoria train station sorry i'm just talking now you must just be dealing with another post uh wedding party i presume you're um referring to the royal wedding yeah, the royal uh, wedding. A, a, in which I have no interest. Uh, I was thinking, where do your masters fit in the order of their regenerations? Oh. Uh, lastly, I wonder if you. Oh, sorry, I meant to answer that. I said, you know, this, this time is relative. Lastly, I wonder if you would ever make a female master, not Missy, even though I would love to hear more of her on Big Finish. You certainly will. But someone else. But Nissa wouldn't rule that out at all. Um, no, no immediate plans, but yeah, that'd be lovely. I'm sure that both these questions are stuck in BBC confusion, but you never know. I don't, I don't think there's any BBC confusion whatsoever on either of those questions. Uh, thank you again for such great stories. Nissa McKinnon. Um, what, what are those symbols below her? No, uh, do I know? don't know. Let's let's see if we can Google can convert it. Looks oh sent from her iPhone anyway. Japanese to English. I think they're Japanese. Is it Japanese? I think so. Uh, cure cute bunny. Cute bunny. Cute bunny. Uh, or That's cure or says. cure or or cure honey. <laughs> cure honey. Cure honey. Nessa McKinnon. Cute bunny. Hmm. There we go. Thank Sent go. from my iPhone. Uh, and finally, this from Oliver Moore. Um, Hello, Nick and Benji. I want to start Hello. out this email by saying I love Big Finish and every audio I listen to, I find myself in love with all over again. I love listening Phew. to your productions, but I do find myself uh, with a problem. I've oh got too many. I don't <laughs> listen as much as I'd like to mainly because I don't have enough time in the day to listen to them all. And the worst part is that I keep buying more when I haven't caught up with the old ones. I, I was wondering if you two have any advice on making time for listening to audios slash relaxing in general. Uh, any advice would be greatly appreciated. In the meantime, I'll just pick up another 12 releases <laughs> monthly adventures subscription uh, um, when I haven't even caught up on the last year's adventures. Oliver... Well, uh, Oliver, you're talking to the wrong person here about advice about, you know, having time. Yeah. <laughs> because I never stop. I just never stop. And if I do, so I'm contradicting myself, occasionally I do, so I just fall asleep. That's all that happens. Yeah. Although I have got um, 
a couple of DVDs through the post today from Amazon. Oh, yeah. But then I've got to watch um, uh, Ace of Wands tonight for the Benji and Nick show. I watched the first one. Other of, part. I watched you? part one, yeah. We just go on part one one or... Because there's like... I suppose so. I suppose so, yeah. I think we could do a bit more. You know, just like, go for part one one. Watch the story. Because it's like five, one, e- five episodes long. Anyway. Um, no. Yes, <laughs> that's the Benji and Nick show, which is a podcast uh, that we do for my website, nicholasbriggs.com, Red Ray Gun Limited. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got no advice. Sorry, Oliver. Just, it's just an epic fail. Stre- get some time stretchers to stretch time. Get, yeah, do that. Um, combine it with you know, if you're walking somewhere, have a listen. If you're driving somewhere, have a listen. If Nick's making that noise, he always makes again. I'm stretching time. <laughs> oh, that's very good. I don't I don't know what that was? But uh, yeah, just I, I always find the big finish. You know, um, the big finish is really great to do productive tasks too. Um, so, for example, if you need to do some tidying up in the house, that horrible job tidying up, mm. listen to a big it's finish, man. Up. It's quite good. good you sort idea. of just don't think about having, you know, having to do all the horrible tasks. But yeah, apart from that, or, or who knows? Where, maybe where if you're tending your shrubbery, <laughs> a shrubbery. No, do your worst. <laughs> <laughs> a haddock. Oh, so good. Uh, uh, so yeah, now, yeah. Oh, oh, Nick's going to say the next. <laughs> Yes, time now for... Uh, I'm going to say this bit. Uh, time now for some competitions. <laughs> so we wrap up one competition and give you another new one. First up, the competition we ran to you... Uh, ran for you, rather, two weeks yes. ago. We ran to you uh, two weeks ago. And then we collided with you. <laughs> uh, the prize, Unit Cyber Reality, the latest full cast adventure for Kate Stewart, Osgood and the team tackling the Cybermen and the Master. The question, what is the name of the recent third Doctor Cyberman story released by Big Finish? The closing date was uh, Friday the 25th, maybe, May 2018. And the winner is uh, Trevor Wells, who, who lives in Nottingham. And so, Trevor, I've already put Cyber Reality, Unit Cyber Reality, into your account as a download. And uh, Cheryl Bly at the warehouse has been notified to send you uh, the CD box set. It's the bank holiday, so um, it may not be sent out until Tuesday or later in the week. Who knows? Bit of a rush on the old Jago and Lightfoot sale, I imagine. Um, Okay. Congratulations for that one. Hope you enjoy it. It's always good fun and uh, keep entering competitions, people. And on that note, there's another one here. The what? new competition. Uh, the prize oh. is Doctor Who Lure of the Nomad, starring Colin Baker. The question What was the sixth Doctor's first adventure for Big Finish after The Sirens of Time? The subject line for that one is Old Sixie. And the closing date is Friday, the 8th of June, 2018. The winner will be chosen entirely randomly in a crazy random way on that date. And please remember to include your postal address so that if you win, we'll know where to send your prize. It's all very, very simple, isn't it? Very nicely sorted out there. (laughs) I mean, that sort of competition, isn't it? Um, Well, that's it for this week's competitions anyway. So uh, congratulations to our winners and uh, good luck to those entering uh, in the future. Bada bing, bada boom. And that's it for the emails as well, of course. That's it, yeah. Good work emails. Always deliver the goods. Do you know what, though? 
we've had enough this week. You know, just just sit down, play some. Sling in fact, up. emails go away. Emails and, and work out when is the best time to listen to Big Finish releases, so we have an answer for you. <laughs> Could you please? Could you come on, chop chop? <laughs> <laughs> Coming up soon, the Randomoid Selectatron. Who knows what it would bring? Something random, and that's for sure. <laughs> but now it's time for us to join our fresh-faced guest star, as I had a little chat with the man who does fantastic voices, the one and only Jake Dudman. So Jake Dudman, I'm now recording. Hello. Are you texting? I am texting. Well, you are young. <laughs> You're allowed to text. Thank you. Now, are you are you Jake Dudman or Jacob Dudman? What's all this about? Oh, either or. I don't mind. I think professionally, I'm known as Jacob Dudman, but right. uh, friends call me either. Oh, either. That's a strange name. Oh, sure. <laughs> you can tell I'm a dad. Typical dad joke. Yeah. If you didn't make that joke, I'd have made it. So you sure? Yeah. That's very charitable of you to say that. <laughs> Just trying to be polite. Um, so um, there are some set questions for the Big Finish podcast. Okay. Podcast. 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 Um, and um, but before we get to those, mm. you've been doing Tenth um, Doctor and Eleventh Doctor Chronicles for us. T- tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, it's very exciting. I get to voice the narrator and to portray, to some extent, uh, the tenth and eleventh Doctors. Um, it's very fun to play these bouncy characters who <laughs> seem to jump about the TARDIS, and um, it's a, it's so much fun, honestly. And you've because been doing they're so these ridiculous. Since you were quite a youngster. Yes, yes. So when I was sixteen, I uploaded a video to YouTube called. Matt Smith impression. Uh, completely forgot that I'd uploaded it, and the description of the video was, "Does anyone think this is any good?" And I forgot about it. And weeks later, someone said, "Oh, you're on the Radio Times." And I went, "What?" And uh, the, yeah, the Matt Smith impression took off. Um, well, someone sent it to me as well. Oh, so really? I was aware of it at that point oh. too. Yeah. And I thought, "Oh, that would be good." That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, planted it in your mind all those years ago. And you've got mm. quite a facility for impersonating because you do all the songs and. Yes, Hamilton. yeah. Well, yeah. The Matt Smith impression turned into a series I did called Incredibly Amazing Impressions, and then those, <laughs> an apt title. <laughs> uh, a no. modest title. A modest title, yeah. Um, the, the catchphrase was, the title is sarcastic. Um, <laughs> but then that turned into singing impressions, yeah. So 40 impressions, sing Hamilton, Les Mis, uh, all sorts of wacky you're shaking your head at me oh really am I yes well, ridiculous. Sh- shut up yeah, no. <laughs> no I'm thinking oh incredible that's what that is oh. incredibly amazing impression oh that's amazing, amazing. <laughs> I was just thinking you know you've got you're going more into acting now mm. is that where you're going to stay or are our impersonations going to who knows <laughs> who knows um, the nose tapping sound effect was from me I've got a bigger nose that's what <laughs> um, let's try that again yeah there you go that's that cool that's nice oh sorry um, good adopter it's called suffering for your art I think <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think impersonations will always have a, a 
a place in my heart. Um, the audio work, I hope, will not stop because I, I love it tremendously. Um, yeah, uh, but acting, acting, filmmaking, voice acting, all of it, just whatever I enjoy doing, which is all of it. Yeah, you want to be a sort of renaissance man. And Absolutely. I consider myself a renaissance man. Yeah, but well done. You couldn't already yeah. tell me. It's <laughs> what people say to me too. I feel right. we have a lot in common. <laughs> so the, yes, the first question is, when did you meet me? It's an egotistical question. So <laughs> when did you interview about me? me. Um, when did we no, meet? me, not we you. Met. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. When did we meet you? When did I meet you? It must have been. Uh, we did. You um, very. I was very grateful for you bringing me in to record as a unit soldier in a third Doctor adventure, oh, which uh, which was secretly actually. Oh, can you read these sides? See what your tenth Doctor sounds like. Um, which must have been last May. I think last May, so about a year ago, um, and uh, and our friendship blossomed from from then on. Literally seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you were a gruff sort of sergeant. I was. I was a gruff sergeant. That's right. And an alien. I think I had a death scream. And, ah. Yeah. I put the gruff sergeant in the trailer. I I heard. Yeah. I was very grateful for that as well. I do think he should have his own series. Definitely. But um, just yeah. being gruff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Tom Hardy adventures or something. Yeah. <laughs> do you do a Tom Hardy impersonation? No, but I'll I'll work on it for yeah, the like for the moment. series. You were just going to do. <laughs> he's very. He sounds very different in everything he does. He, he's a tremendous actor, I think. Terrifying. I would Terrifying. Say. Yeah. Um, the next question we may have already covered the answer, which is mm. what is tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? <laughs> what is tingling my molecules about Big Finish at the moment? Um, I think one of the exciting things about Big Finish in general is that um, is that you can resurrect old characters like you know I was lucky enough to work with Michelle Ryan who was brilliant as Lady Christina and I was so happy to hear that she's got her own box set coming out um, but what tingles my molecules about what I get to do is um, is just going in to the studios working with people that I love working with just having fun with it and reading fantastic and wonderful and weird strange adventures um as a childhood hero of mine so yeah yeah that's nice yeah it's quite nice i approve of that answer <laughs> you don't want me to do it again then. could you do it again but um well, this is the time, time. <laughs> um, but, um what what is tingling your molecules mm. about entertainment in general? <laughs> you thought I was just going to ask the same question again. Yeah. Um, you know, Don't um, make me answer it again. I'm going to get it again and again until you get it right. Um, yeah, you know, like a snapshot of mm. your, what you're enjoying at the moment in any medium. Um, telling stories, uh, being able to share stories that on some level um, resonate with people um, in, in terms of how maybe they ought to live their life or maybe become a better person. That's why I love the doctor in general, is um, because they're. But what, no, I, who, I mean, what is it you're watching? Oh, what am I watching? Yeah, oh, well, tingling your molecules yeah, is what a very. Is entertaining you. <laughs> um, I just went to go and, and that see. That was a beautiful answer, by the way. 
that you were giving there. That I very rudely interrupted. Very cheesy answer. Um, uh, but it was an elegant question, you know, yeah. um, tingling my molecules. An elephant question, sorry. <laughs> um, well, I'm allowed to drop names of things? I'm allowed to... Yeah, you say what you like. You what you like I, television or whatever. Whatever young people do in these days, Jake, because well, I have no idea. <laughs> Well, I went to the midnight release of Avengers Infinity War, wow. which is a mind-blowing film that redefines the blockbuster. It is incredible. Wow. It is wonderful. In fact, I've seen it twice now because it was that good. And it is better on second watch. Uh, anything on Netflix, I watched The End of the Effing World. Um, it has that boy who's in Black Mirror who's going to be the best actor in the world in ten years' time. And um, oh, what else? No, not much. Is that because he's the worst actor now? Or he's the know? worst actor now. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like that's why he's so enjoyable to watch. But you think one day, yeah. <laughs> Hope he's listening. <laughs> um, anything on Netflix? Anything on Netflix? Did you watch Lost in Space? No, I haven't watched that yet. But that's on Netflix. Oh, well, I haven't. I'm not saying I have watched everything. Oh, on right, okay. Just anything that's on there is probably. I, but I Lost say in that. Space. But is it good? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I had an emotional connection to the original, oh, okay. which was a load of old twaddle. Right? <laughs> this, this is, you know... This is the revamped... Uh, yeah, it's good. Have you seen that new Star Trek series, Star Trek Discovery? I have, yes. What did you think of that? I, I largely liked it. Right. I had a few moments of doubt. Did right. you see it? I, I saw bits of it. I thought it was quite good, but then I, I didn't have the original to compare it to, so... Yeah. Hmm. I, I, I miss that there are no star fields in the starting sequence. Uh-huh. And that okay. they, the theme tune is very slow. I think that ever yeah. since Westworld mm. did their oh, starting yeah. sequence, everyone's tried to do starting mm. sequences like Westworld, haven't they? Yeah. It's also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I want starting sequences like they had them in the 60s, which are. Bah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. And people turning around to the camera crazy. in a swanky yeah. way, you know. I, I think they're going to. I, the rumours are that they're bringing that back for Doctor Who Series 11 though, so we can only hope Jodie Whittaker yeah, looking sure. her hair as she like turns around and the starting yeah. sequence ends with two champagne glass drinking <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah yeah great do you have a secret um, a, 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 um <laughs> identity no who are you really um uh, a, a, an entertainment guilty secret something you like but you really think you ought not to like that you're slightly embarrassed about I've had um, lots of confessionals recently Nicola Walker was desperately embarrassed <laughs> about the voice oh example, no and the fact that she watched the US version of it on YouTube oh oh no in her trailer while filming <laughs> of all the things you could do, do on set um um you know, not really. I, I quite like to think I've got quite good taste. I'm a bit oh. of a cinephile, and you know, I did film at university, um, so I, I'm very particular about what I watch. Having said that, I did have an audition for a series once that was based on the Pretty Little Liars universe. I don't and I see it's a show. It's a it's a show called Pretty Little Liars. It's about um, pretty little liars. Um, it's oh, it's aimed at the sort of the the, the Twilight Watchers and the Vampire Diaries and all that right, glossy oh yes yeah so it's kind of like that but um, me and my flatmate watched it as research I just did air quotes for those who aren't in the room um, uh, so we did some research we watched the first three episodes 
and it was hilarious because we thought it was so bad it was awful um, but then the third episode ended and I was like okay well, I'm going to go make some tea and he was sat down there the sofa and he was like or oh, we could watch the fourth episode and it was so mind-bogglingly bad that it was addictive and so we end up watching about six episodes of this show. Um, so I guess there's that. That's a guilty secret. But you don't yeah. go in for the reality television stuff. No, I don't. No, I don't buy into any of it. You're too busy because watching it's... Jean-Luc Godard. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah, anything by Truffaut. Or, yeah. Uh, um, no, yeah, I don't buy into reality. It's a bit ironic, isn't it? It's just, yeah. What with you and your YouTube? Oh, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. Yeah, I, I I watch quite a lot of YouTube stuff, um, but not reality shows. No. And finally, in a mm. sort of dance monkey kind of way, <laughs> could you amuse us with a, a, an impersonation of your choice? Well, I think the one probably people are most interested to hear is the Matt Smith. I don't know why. Um, but I was just watching Flesh and Stone earlier, and I think it's interesting to hear as well how his voice changes over the series, because obviously like when he's slightly younger, but in series five, he's almost got a Cockney thing going on. Um, then by series seven, he's got this real like mad professor, sort of older and more gravelly and all of that sort of stuff. So I find that <laughs> far too interesting. Um, but yeah, so tomorrow I'm, I'm actually recording an 11th Doctor Chronicle set in series five, so I'm going to be doing his younger voice. I think I'm the only person who will ever notice, but um, I know my own amusement. I, I know that. I, I know you know that, actually, yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much. Attention to detail, Nick. Thank you, Jacob. Oh, thank you very much, Nick. He's such a lovely bloke, and mark my words. He's really going places, and I don't just mean to Scotland. Yeah, he's going to Ireland as well, isn't it? It's a sort of double holiday thing. No, talented man, great voice, spooky voice actually is the word. Of, like, like it's quite frightening how uh, good yeah. his voices are. He's is... really smart about it as well. Yeah, he talks about it. He talks about it in that interview. Um, um, by the way, he has really gone to Scotland to film a TV series. Oh, oh fair enough then. Well, he actually is. Oh, fair enough. Um, yeah, Bayford no. Um I don't know what that was. Uh, time for us, though, you know, he may have gone to Scotland, but now it's time for us to go to a very, very random place. Yes, it's the Randomoid Selectatron. Cue that epic music. Right, here we are. Blake's A Rebellion Reborn. Oh. Uh, that's the rebooted sort of Blake 7 thing, wasn't it? Which I remember listening to because I believe it was on Spotify at some point, or it might still be. Now, the interesting thing about these uh, early Blake 7 things that are now sold through the Big Finish site is that uh, I was involved with these productions right from the word go. And I had lots of meetings with the producer and the writers. And uh, at one point I was going to um, direct them. But it, uh, it all came at the time when I was just becoming executive producer for Big Finish. So I ended up pulling out of them, but I, w I was involved in all the auditions for the parts and all that kind of thing. And we had a huge read through and got loads of actors in and, you know, India Fisher and um, various people. Um, um, Katerina Olsen also, who worked at Big Finish for quite some time, doing lots of acting for us. So, yes, I um, yes, it's 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 funny to see that it's like a sort of fragment of my past, but I don't know too much about it, but worth a listen, I would imagine. 
Oh, it's very good. It's got a good cast list, and it's 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 completely different to you know Blake Seven of uh, well, not completely. Obviously, it's it's Blake Seven, but it's just a little different slant in it, as it were. But it's a cool listen. I'd recommend it. I think it's definitely something to uh, to jump onto. Thanks, Ran. Yeah, Ran, you're a dude. Keep up the old uh, good work as as always. So, as the podcast wafts away in the wind like a dirty old bit of newspaper that you just wrap your chips in, it's just time for us now to do the trailer for this podcast. Oh, like a trailer, me. Let's go. Available now from Big Finish Productions, or maybe not available quite now, but very soon. Uh, it's because it's released on the 27th of May in the space year 2018. A brand new podcast from Big Finish. That's right, and we've got a absolute banger for you here this week. News out this week, Star Cops, that's right. Uh, uh, interview featurette on that one in this one. Shilling and Sixpence, the cover will be revealed all. Short not trips. in the podcast. Well, not, in the re- yeah, not in the podcast, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be mad. Well, we'll just um, talk about it, we'll just talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll just explain it, you know, in, in intricate detail. Uh, <laughs> short Trips, a trap for fools with Mark Strickson, and that'll be out this week. And we've got a guest star, haven't we, Nick? Oh yes, Jake Doudman, I interviewed him, who does uh, a 10th and 11th Doctor voices for us. The drama teases Jago and Lightfoot forever. Yes, join me, Nick Briggs, and what's your name? Uh, Brian Ferry, no, uh, Benji Clifford. (laughs) Brian Ferry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, join us both for the Big Finish Podcast. Wow, that's, what do you think? Sharp as a a stick, that one, wasn't it? A good eight. (laughs) What, a sharp stick or a blunt stick? Blunt sharp stick. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, there we go. So now, of course, it's our time for our 15-minute drama tease. As you may well know, we were all greatly saddened at the death of actor Trevor Baxter, who played Professor Lightfoot, one half of the inseparable team of Jago and Lightfoot, two great characters from the Robert Holmes Doctor Who story from 1977, The Talons of Wang Chiang. Jason Hayeri and David Richardson came up with the idea of doing a Jay Gone Life Companion Chronicles episode ages ago, and that flourished beautifully into a series of Jago and Lightfoot. Directed throughout by Lisa Bauman and produced by David Richardson, the series went from strength to strength, and the team felt that after Trevor's death, which affected us all so deeply, it would be fitting to make one last glorious adventure. I'd like to thank everyone involved from the bottom of my heart. The writer, Paul Morris, deserves a special mention for his sensitive work here. But perhaps most of all, I'd like to thank Christopher Benjamin, who plays Henry Gordon Jago, for agreeing to do this and for being so magnificent. Jago and Lightfoot forever. This is home, I'm sure of it. (laughs) I mean... Taste that London air. Yes, Henry, I hope you're right. I really do hope you're right. Although... Although? Although what? Don't you see it, Henry? See what? Up there. Above us. In the night sky. Up there? too good to be true. Don't worry, Henry. Why shouldn't I? I don't like the way that airship thing is just sitting there like it's daring us to say it can't. Uh, maybe some rational explanation, but one can hardly tell without further investigation. 
Oh, yes. I expect someone invented a cure for gravity in the few days we've been away. Face it, George, this isn't our world, it's just another ringer. Let's not be premature, Henry. Oh, you wait. We'll bump into ourselves round the corner. Only you'll have an eye patch and I'll be a redhead with a beard and a squint. Well, it's a possibility. Oh, I just wanted to get back to a world where my friends actually know me. But we'll never see it again, will we? I'll never again tread the boards at the new Regency. You'll never exchange pleasantries with young Quick across the mortuary table. And we'll never again sup a pint of warm beer to the ever-melodious backing of Ellie's sweet voice. Mr. Jago. But Lightfoot had no time for such introspection. I suggest, he said, we pursue the purchase of a periodical to establish precisely when and where... Uh, Mr. Jago, sir. Sorry to interrupt, only... Uh, it's midnight. Huh? Midnight? Come on, join hands. Well, you can finish your story later. Not like we haven't heard it before. Oh. <clears throat> Very well. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought words, those. Very apt. Very apt. Eh? Clearly, Rabbi Burns himself had also known the exquisite heartbreak of being cast aside by one's closest companion. Oh, Professor Lightfoot. This is the first New Year's Eve we've not spent together for, well, since we've known each other. How long's that? Five years? Oh, six or seven, surely. Well, maybe. I... I grant it feels longer. Oh, don't hear me say that. In, in the best possible way. One of those friends that one feels has been in one's life from the start, and hopes will be there till the end. So where is the wretched ingrate? Prior arrangements. Who's he staying with again? He wouldn't say. Not like the professor to play his card so close to his chest. Well, quite. I hope he's having a rotten time. Mr Jago. Oh, you'd think he'd cherish my society after everything we went through last year. Returning, finally, to one's accustomed reality, only to find it covertly colonised by alien aggressors. And we, the only two who could see the truth. Back to that again, are we? No, London in the thrall of its underhanded overlords did not offer the warmest of welcomes. I remember... And this ain't the warmest of New Year's Eves. <laughs> uh, uh, shall I get the fire a poke? Ooh, I like your snow globe, Mr Jago. Give it a shake. Why not? Add a touch of frost to this sadly snowless season. Very pretty. My wife would like that. Well, she can't have it. <laughs> we got through it, though, didn't we, eh? Through what? Well, that insidious invasion. 
once all four of us were free from those hidden horrors, hypnotic hold, that game was well and truly up. Well, lucky your hypnotist friend was able to get us out from under the fluids. Uh, good old Harry Hypno, that ever-unsung hero. Harry? It wasn't Harry. It was that Madame Sisostris. You sure? Of course I'm sure. They're quite easy to tell apart. Well, I... I just thought... Uh, hmm. For some reason, the precise details escape me. I wonder why. I put it down to the pole. Oh, yes, put me down for one as well. Nice big one. Now, where was I? Have I got the bit where I stole a hot air balloon off Charlie Lucas? Er, uh, no. Not this time, anyway. Lightfoot on his daring mission to infiltrate the alien airship? And contact is lost. There's only one man who can save the day. Another drink, Inspector. Better add. Could be a long night. Ellie! Hello, Mr. Jago. <laughs> Usual. Lightfoot here. Not at the moment. Uh, usual, Mr. Jago. Oh, I think we can do better than that, don't you, Miss Higson? What do you mean, better? You criticising the beer? It's good enough for you every other day. Ah, uh, yes, but today is not every other day, is it? Isn't it? Look, Mr. Jago, just tell me what you want. You might have suddenly decided you're too good for me best, but there's plenty in here who aren't. Champagne! Yes. Only champagne will do. Will it? Well, the Ritz is that way. Ellie, please. Out the door. Turn right. Keep going. Yes, Joe? I am to be knighted. You're what? I am to be honoured by the Queen. I'm going to be Sir Henry. Congratulations! Just because you saved a life, is it? <laughs> Presumably, though of course we had already done so before. Uh, maybe there's some kind of system in place. First time, firm handshake. Second time, knighthood. So what if you save a life again? You get given a castle? Oh, don't mock Ellie. I wanted to share the good news with you and George. Is he here? I told you no. He was in earlier, though. Did he say anything about our impending honorification? No. Matter of fact, he seemed a bit distracted. Wandered out again without finishing his drink. Oh, that's odd. I'm assuming he'll have received the same letter. It was a joint effort, after all. Yes, I remember. When that accursed alien airship was accelerating towards the palace, all seemed hopeless. Until... Yeah, yeah, um... Is any good? What is it? Grape juice. Oh, oh, close enough. To, um... To me, then. To you, Mr. Jago. I'm not sure that's a good idea, sir. Sir? Mr. Jago? Huh? What'd you say, Casey? Casey? I'm O'Leary, sir. Who's Casey when he's at home? Oh, sorry, O'Leary. Ghost from the past. That's nice, sir, but uh, about Miss Elena. Who? Electric Elena and Elemental Eels. What about her? But we were planning the new season, Mr. Jago. 
Now, you said, how about electric Elena? And I said I wasn't so sure it was a good idea. Not after last time. What with her having hospitalised half the front row when that tank broke. Because this electricity's all very well, but I'm sure you'll agree it has its place. And if you ask me, that place isn't inside an eel. And especially not if it's wriggling around in someone's lap. Uh, no, no, of course, of course. No, terrible idea. <clears throat> How about Kaufman cycling beauties? I understand they're on contract to the Ganshill Gala. Oh, blast. Simon's Athletic Drolls. The Camden Cockpit. Levitating Lizzie. Hackney Hippodrome. Jocular Jack Jenkins. Old Kent Palais. Oh, so much for loyalty. I gave every one of them their start. And now... Hmm. Well, maybe this is an opportunity... What we need is something no one else can offer, an act entirely of our own. How about a giant snow globe filled with dancing girls? A what? I, I saw the snow globe on your desk there and I thought, that's nice. Wouldn't that look good 20 feet high with a load of pretty girls high kicking their way through the snow? Oh, really? It's all the rage in Paris, sir. The Moulin Rudge and all that. And I promise you, no one in London is anything like it. That, O'Leary, is because it is the worst idea anyone has ever come up with in the history of theatre. Do you realise that, come my elevation, we shall need to move up market? Up market? H.G. Jago Esquire might have been the sort of man to condescend to such tedious turns and tawdry titillation, but Sir Henry Jago... No, this will be a new dawn for the new Regency. Yes, sir. Now, back to the drawing board. Hello, Mr. Jago. What can I do for you? I'm looking for Lightfoot. Fellas proving difficult to pin down. He was in the day before yesterday. Routine autopsy. Did the business, wrote up his report, and then went on his way. Oh, how did he seem? A bit quiet. Is he sickening for something? Maybe he's just nervous. Nervous? Yeah, about our forthcoming ennoblement. No matter how many times one meets royalty, the experience can still overwhelm those more timid of temperament. I dare say. Here, did I tell you my news? No, what's that? You're not the only ones getting recognised. I might be in line for promotion to Chief Inspector. <laughs> Good heavens! Doesn't seem like five minutes since you were a simple sergeant. Simple? Well, not a simple sergeant. A supremely savvy sergeant. You know what I mean. You're rising through the ranks like a rocket. Be too important to deal with the likes of us soon. Hardly, Mr Jago. Other way round, more like. Once you and the professor join the aristocracy. Tell you what, though. I hope I don't get moved on. Moved on? To another station. I like it round here. And we like having you, Percival. Well, Dr. Luke Betterman. Evening, Mr. Jago. Ellie? Don't often see you in here. To what do we owe the pleasure? I was wondering if you've seen George recently. He ain't been in for a while. I mean, it's not that unusual. He sometimes gets busy with his work. Except... Um, except? Except Quick hasn't seen him either. Not for days now. 
He was supposed to be attending a lecture with me at the Royal Society last night. He didn't turn up. No word before or after. It's not like him at all. It isn't, is it? Is anyone else worried? I wasn't, but having spoken to you... Well, then I suggest we speak to the one person who will definitely know. What did she say? Well, Mrs Hudson hasn't seen him since Monday afternoon. But that's four days ago. Quite. So, found anything? What do you mean, found anything? Well, any clues. I asked her to search his study while I was talking to Mrs H. I don't think you did, you know. No? Well, uh, I meant to. What sort of clues? I don't know. Anything out of place. How about this, here, on the mantelpiece, this snow globe? Snow globe? It certainly doesn't fit with the rest of the room. Everything else exhibits the understated elegance that one associates with the professor. Whereas this... Yes? It's hideous. Don't you think? I mean, look at it. Cheap, tasteless, vulgar even. Not like George at all. Isn't that the same as yours, Mr Jagan? Yes, it's exactly the same. You've got one of these? Yes. Why? Oh, look, 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 never mind about that. Can you see anything else? How about on the desk? Uh, there's a letter here, opened. I can tell you what that is. It's from the palace, same as the one I got. He definitely knew about your trip to see the Queen. He circled tomorrow's date in his diary. Look, here, what's this? It's a piece of paper with uh, two numbers on it. Thirty, thirty-four. What's that mean? I've no idea. What's that written on the back? An address. 1A Belfast Street. There's a business card tucked inside the letter. Is that his writing, do you think? Oh, without a doubt. Typical medical man. I can never read a word of it. You'll have to translate for me. What's it say? Tinker Taylor. Soldier, sailor? Not according to this card, no. Just those two words. Anything else? The drawers are locked. So, these are the last things he was looking at. A business card, a letter from the Queen, and an assortment of random words and numbers. Oh, George, you couldn't have left a more enigmatic ensemble if you tried. What's the name on the card? Sir Humphrey Eagleton. Anyone know him? Hmm, let me think. Is he the bloke with a glass eye who comes in on a Tuesday for a pint of half and half and a game of dominoes with Mad Larry? You could just have said no. I, I'm sure I know that name. Yeah, he's, he's some home office bigwig. Something to do with um, espionage. Spies? Oh, no, shush, shush. Well, how do you know him? Our paths crossed during the invasion. I didn't know Lightfoot had stayed in touch, though. Is he mixed up in something, do you think? Something hush-hush? What are you saying? Lightfoot's dropped everything and gone off to become a spy? We're not telling anyone. Well, you wouldn't, would you? May I propose a direct approach? Just ask this Sir Humphrey what it's all about. If he tells you, so much the better. If he doesn't, at least you'll know for sure there's something up. Hmm, I like it. And I propose you come as well. Oh, I can check out this address if you like. I'll take quick with you, just in case things get dangerous. You've been listening to a Big Finish production.